Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. <laughs> We're going to see if I can make it a whole hour. I've, I've been uh, speaking as sparingly as possible today uh, in, in, in hopes that I can keep my voice throughout. And yesterday had a great show lined up for you, some uh, continuation of the history and archaeology and and science. We were going to talk a little science with Stan Reynolds. Well, Stan, his day job is, uh, well, he, he's a CFP, but he also does taxes. So he was really, really not hugely disappointed that I couldn't talk yesterday because he has plenty to do, but uh, we will have Stan back on next month. And tomorrow, uh, get on the bus with Russ. Uh, Russ Miller, we're going to be talking about the uh, age of the earth and uh, our our very own state, the Grand Canyon, and a lot of things. Russ has been on the show a couple of times. Mary and I have uh, taken his tour of the Grand Canyon. Very fascinating. That's tomorrow. Now, tomorrow night, you probably have heard me say oh, about a thousand times, uh, the David Jeremiah stand-up tour with Michael W. Smith. Guess what? Dr. Jeremiah is supposed to be able to join us here in about 10 minutes. Now, I say supposed to. Now, can you imagine how busy he is? They're on over 2,000 radio stations. 2,000. And he does a TV show. And he's a pastor. And he's coming to Phoenix to do this big event tomorrow. So we're going to try to catch him on the move. And it may be a few minutes. It may be a full segment. I don't know. But I do know that Dr. David Jeremiah is a fascinating, fascinating uh, person, and wow, I just love him as a Bible teacher. And when he was here for the pastor's luncheon, I found out his heart's desire when he was, he was going to be a radio guy. That was that he thought when he started out, he wasn't going to be a pastor. He wasn't going to be a radio guy, uh, uh, a radio teacher. He was going to be a DJ. So obviously I had an immediate love and affinity for Dr. David Jeremiah. We're going to talk with him uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, several things going on right now at win at faithtalk1360.com. Uh, we're giving away a women's 10-pack to the Aspire Conference just for women, an evening full of laughter, learning stories, and music. Coming up Friday, April 8th, the Pure Heart Christian Fellowship. And uh, like I said, you can win a 10-pack. So you and nine of your friends can go. Now, you need to send an email, win at faithtalk1360.com. need to include first and last name. need to include your phone number and, of course, your email, which you'll be sending it from. So that shouldn't be a problem. But you can get registered. We're going to be uh, having the drawing, uh, or the contest ends on March 11th. So you have a few days. Hope Fest, it's coming. Uh, it'll be here before you know it. April 16th, if you've not already signed up to volunteer, to participate, I highly encourage you to take your whole family because it is an incredible experience serving over 20,000 people that uh, possibly some homeless, some nearly homeless, lots of needs, dental care, medical care, uh, giving out groceries, haircuts, clothing, personal care items, Hope Fest, 
through CityServe AZ certainly could use your donations, whether it's to volunteer, donate, or promote. You can go online to cityserveaz.com forward slash hopefest to get all the information and sign up to volunteer as well. So there you go. We've got lots of things. Oh, yes, I have an in-studio guest with me today, too, from Center for Arizona Policy. I'll introduce her coming up, and we have lots to talk about. Certainly appreciate you joining us this afternoon for Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I am so very excited to have Dr. J- David Jeremiah on the phone with me. He's actually getting ready to get on a plane to fly here to Phoenix for the stand-up tour, which is tomorrow night at Talking Stick Resort Arena. Michael W. Smith, Charles Billingsley uh, doing the music. Dr. Jeremiah, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes to uh, talk to the listeners about why they should be joining us tomorrow night. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, We're so excited. We've had a great response from the Phoenix area, and we're looking forward to a a tremendous event tomorrow night. Uh, We believe we're going to have just a great great chance to connect with people there. Dr. Jeremiah, I have to say, when you were here for our pastor's luncheon last month, something you said early on really uh, struck home with me, and I just wanted to say, you know, you, you were talking about your testimony when you originally we're getting started, started working. You thought you were going to be a radio DJ, and yeah. uh, that kind of, you know, immediate affinity from me. Well, that's. I'm glad some people still do it. I thought that's where I was headed, but God had something different, and and the beauty of it is I get to still play, yeah. play in that game. Well, I, I said after you left the room, I said, I don't know, somebody that's on over 2,000 radio stations, I think that qualifies as a radio guy. Yep, I am a radio guy. That's the truth. <laughs> Dr. David Jeremiah, this is a, a truly inspired thing that you're doing to bring people together, to uh, hear the positive gospel, and to hear uh, and participate in great worship. What was the original genesis of this idea? Well, we wanted a way to connect with the people that listen to us and many who watch us on television. And uh, we started out doing these in churches many years ago, and the churches got too small. We couldn't do it anymore. We almost decided not to do it, and then we did one in an arena, and it was it was wonderful. And uh, we decided to try our very best to see if we could make that model work, and we've been doing it now ever since and continue to realize that something happens when you get several thousand of God's people together in the same space and they begin to worship and praise their Lord, and then you you teach and well, it's I don't know. We we really believe that when we leave an area after doing one of these things, that we have raised the spirits of God's people and encouraged them to keep going. Amen. I am excited to uh, be letting everybody know about this. What can people expect to hear from you tomorrow night? Well, you know, this is a stand-up tour, so we're emphasizing the various things that we stand up for tomorrow night. I'm going to give a, a, a message on standing up for marriage and why uh, in this culture where it's under such assault, there's so much to 
be gained by standing up for that which God has given us. And it's going to be good for people that are married and people that aren't because the same principles work in both cultures. Dr. David Jeremiah, it's the stand-up tour tomorrow night, Talking Stick Resort Arena with Michael W. Smith and Charles Billingsley. Thank you. I know you've got to get to the plane. I'm going to let you go, and we'll continue to encourage people to join us tomorrow night. It's going to be a great celebration. Thanks for your time. Thank you, sir. See you soon. You know, I, I'm so delighted because, sincerely, he literally's in the airport waiting, and he still took the time to share a few minutes with us. If you've not heard Dr. Jeremiah speak in person, wow, you really, really should make it a point to be there tomorrow night. All you have to do is go to Will Call. Now, obviously, Talking Stick Resort Arena is a large place going to be over 10,000 people. That, imagine over 10,000 people joining together to praise and worship Jesus. I mean, that that right there is reason enough to be there, right? Absolutely reason enough to be there. But then also an encouraging message from Dr. David Jeremiah. You really need it. If you want more details, you can go online, davidjeremiah.org forward slash standup. That's davidjeremiah.org forward slash standup and Supporting and encouraging marriages, yeah, that's a big deal. That's important and something that we really need in our society and in our city today. So I hope you'll join us tomorrow night, Phoenix uh, stand-up tour with Dr. David Jeremiah. I'm going to be out there. Jean and I have, she's got this whole list of things that she's giving away. We have an autographed Bible, uh, the, the David Jeremiah study Bible. We've got all kinds of books we got all kinds of stuff. So make sure when you go tomorrow night that you stop by the KPXQ booth, say hi. You know, I'm I'm a sucker for selfies, you know, personally. Uh, I'm on the radio for a reason, though. Just keep that in mind if you're wanting your picture taken with me. There's a reason why I'm on the radio and not in TV. I was in TV for about six months. <clears throat> that was about 85 pounds ago. So I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> as I said, I've got a in-studio guest, and uh, it's from Center for Arizona Policy, and this is her very first time here on Koinonia, and the reason, I want to do a little shout-out, Josh Credit uh, was scheduled to be here. Yes, he was. And his wife, or more particularly, his fourth child said, hey, I'm ready, (laughs) and I'm not waiting on anybody. So uh, do we have details? Do we know if that, or are we just still in the wait zone? Yeah, we're still waiting. We're on baby watch right now. I knew that they were at the hospital, um, just waiting to see how far along she is. Yeah. And, we're all, and they don't know. They don't know if it's a boy or girl. So right. I think that's what we're all excited about, We too. will keep you updated. <laughs> uh, actually, do we have a, a, a news, a breaking news sounder, maybe if they call in? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. Kim Leeds is the uh, Center for Arizona Policy Legislative Coordinator and uh, we've got lots to talk about, but let's first uh, find out a little bit about you. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from New Hampshire, uh, then moved to Texas and went to school in Virginia and found my way here to Arizona because my husband went to school out here. So we stayed here and moved here three years ago. How long were you in Texas? We were in Texas about 20 months, not quite two years. I was but... going to say, you didn't pick up a whole lot, but no. there, there's a little there. <laughs> a little bit. There's a yeah. little bit, not a whole lot, but I... I, uh, anytime I get on the phone with my mom, who's now in Arkansas, 
I have to relearn the English language afterwards. It, I just, I do. It's tough. Yeah. Trying just to communicate with a lot of them. It's, <laughs> yeah. but my, my husband's family is from there as well. So, okay. I so you get actually it. get, he, and you can tell when he's been talking to mom on the phone. Exactly. Right? Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, what is exactly your role at Center for Arizona Policy now? So as you said, I'm the legislative coordinator. Um, I like to say I kind of administratively back up the policy department. So policy is always an unknown word, but basically we're the ones advocating down at the Capitol for families and children. Obviously, we're we're pro-life, so we're working with families and kids and pastors and churches just to be at the Capitol and mindful of what's happening that maybe we need to oppose, as well as what's happening that uh, we can respond to at the legislature and maybe run a bill that would help a church or a pastor Mm -hmm. or or obviously children. Now, I worked uh, on an interim basis at Alliance Defending Freedom, I don't know, 10 years ago, something like that. The number of cases coming yeah. through on a constant basis, it was my – I couldn't even possibly keep up. I can't imagine just even though it's just the state of Arizona, that's not just a seasonal job, right? That's a full-time no, job. I know. Yeah, I mean, and there's things – I mean, at the city level, state uh, – school board, I mean, uh, as city level and then as well as at the state, municipal even, just a lot of things that we are – staying vigilant, aware, responding to. Uh, But even this year, I think there's, I think almost 1,200 bills introduced at the legislature, and we read every single one. We vet every single one. Just because to, they, they'll throw in see. a sentence here. Exactly. And it, and it will have a repercussions that impact families, and that's what, obviously, we're watching for. I would go blind uh, <laughs> trying to read that much. Sometimes. Movies. And, you know, the other thing that I've, I've joked about before not everybody that's writing law is good at writing law. It's so true. Yeah, and sometimes we see people who um, that's not their background, that's not their profession, which uh, is okay, but then I would suggest just coming alongside of somebody who that is help. there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you exactly. know, it's a measure of wisdom to mm-hmm. get a little help from mm-hmm. experts uh, mm-hmm. like Josh Credit for one. Absolutely. Kathy Herod yep. would be another yep. suggestion. They're very good at what they do. And uh, there's others, obviously. Um, I hear tell that you also have an affinity for prayer and support yeah. of our government. Mm -hmm. and uh, the people there starting off the year uh, and the legislative session uh, with prayer in the House and the Senate. When the first time you heard of that, what was your response? Oh, man. I mean, unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I started with CAP uh, in March, so I missed that first one. But then, so then, what? seven, eight months later is when I got to actually do the prayer walk the first time. And uh, it's it's amazing just to see Arizonans come together. It's early. It's 7 a.m. I mean, at least for me, that's early. Uh, and so we have to be down there at 6, 630. And uh, they're opening up the, the House, the Senate, just for us to go through. They know that we're going to be there. Yeah. That's what's so cool is the people who are, who are there in the House or there in the Senate, they know that we're going to be there and be praying for the legislators on opening day. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a blessing to me just to to be able to be a part of an organization that that does that. Kim Leeds, Center for Arizona Policy Legislative Coordinator, is my guest for the hour. And uh, I want to say that your first prayer walk at the Capitol was extremely cold for us native <laughs> or mostly native Arizonans. 
but you were probably going, what is the deal, right? I <laughs> mean, because so we true. thought it was freezing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I was like, this is great. This is this is what they call it's January. Like, yeah, it's gonna say, <laughs> this is springtime weather for us, exactly. Bob. What's up with that? You know, we got yep. people Light coat on. look like the Michelin tire man, you know, it's like 50 or something like Scarves that. Scarves and jackets, it's crazy. So you're going, wow, okay. <laughs> but now this past one, that's that was me. So See, it's I 18 right months. In. It's scientifically proven uh, the average is about 18 months for your blood to thin, literally, and Mm -hmm. you acclimate to the Arizona climate. And you can't go back to that cold weather just Mm -mm. instantly. Yeah, exactly. I was home for Christmas, and yeah, it was Ah. tough. (laughs) It was a little cold. there was a cold front that went through that part of the country. (laughs) Uh, What are some other aspects of praying for our government and praying for uh, the legislative process that really strikes a chord with you? I think um, for me, I'm always – of course, I – I'm really blessed that I get to interact a lot with the legislators. Um, I don't know if a lot of people realize just how accessible they really are. I mean, emails and phone calls, they, they really do appreciate hearing that. So, um, But then getting to have those conversations with them and just learning how difficult, obviously, politics can be on them, but then also their families. And so I think my passion is is really for also obviously praying for them and for wisdom and discretion, but then also praying for their families and, and the sacrifice that they also have to give with their time. Um, it's it's tough for yeah. them, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I have been in and around politics off and on for uh, the last two decades, and it's not an easy job. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with mm-hmm. any legislator out there, politically speaking, you know what? They're still a child of God. Amen. You know, whether exactly. they're as I would say, blinded to the truth of the situation or not, they're still a child of God, and they uh, they deserve our prayer and our respect yep. uh, for their willingness to step out into this arena. We're going to continue the conversation. Again, Kim Leeds from Center for Arizona Policy is setting in for Josh Credit and Kathy Herod today, and uh, we have a few more things to talk about. Uh, there's lots of ways that you can participate and, oh, yeah, there's this, uh, oh, there's this election coming up soon that we'll probably talk a bit about as well. This is KPXQ. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I, don't, I can't see you today. I don't know why that is. I don't, maybe I, normally I don't turn the light on in here, and that's what it is. And so it's easier to see you. I'm talking to Bill in there who's running things, and uh, also I'm probably looking through the fog of this flu slash cold whatever stuff that has been going around. I'm always able to kind of tell how bad it really is. You know, all you guys out there, you know what a man cold is, right? You know, it's near-death experience. Uh, For your wife, it's uh, barely, you know, a paper cut. Uh, But anytime my wife is actually ill enough to not go to work, I know it's bad, and she actually missed a day of work last week, so I don't feel quite as bad. Now, granted, I do talk for a living, and it makes it a little more difficult uh, if I if I lose my voice. Actually, the voice is coming. I'm drinking hot water. It looks like coffee, but I'm drinking hot water. It kind of works. Kim Leeds from Center for Arizona Policy is joining us. Now, she is the legislative coordinator, but uh, something we have in common is, you, you know, we... We like praying for our government. The Bible says, yeah. you know, 
Pray yeah. for the leadership. That's mm-hmm. how uh, it doesn't matter. I am praying for the office of the president of the United States. And I'm praying for President Barack Obama. I'm not mm-hmm. just praying for the office. I'm not just trying to, you know, set myself. It says to pray for them. I'm going to. And I'm going to pray that they uh, seek godly counsel, that they seek wisdom from people in their sphere that are directed by God. Uh, and I don't understand people that say, oh, I don't, you know, they, they just like to complain and criticize. Right. And I would say not just the, I mean, obviously the president, the state governor, but your city council members too, yeah, and your school point. board members. I mean, all of them are making big decisions that affect you and your family. And those are people that need our prayers. And it says that it is pleasing in the sight of the Lord, yeah. that praying for your leaders is pleasing in the sight of the Lord. So it's so important to to do. Think about that. Instead of getting all anxious and upset about the election results from the previous night or what's coming up next, you could do something that's pleasing to the Lord. How easy is that? Yeah, and it's so easy to say, okay, and I guess we'll just pray. And yeah. and I've I've said that so many times. We'll just pray, uh, yeah. but you know it's it's so much more. It's the most powerful thing that you can do. There are people praying at the Capitol uh, in the in in the House uh, yep. chambers. Is that right? Yeah, or? yeah. In both the House and the Senate, every day uh, we tr- we try to get two people in both chambers, so both the House and the Senate, uh, and we'll get two people just to come and pray for thirty minutes to an hour. Uh, and it's always funny because. You know, one thing that you learn very quickly when you are working down at the state legislature is they kind of have their own time. Yeah. So they say they're going to be on the floor at one thirty. Uh, well, it could be one thirty. Yeah. It could be not. You know, it could be right. two or three or whatever time, depending on what what else comes up. Uh, and so our intercessors just come down, and whether they are actually there on the floor talking about bills or whether they're actually not, and they're just sitting up in what's called the gallery, the seating area. Um, they just sit there and pray. And the legislators who know that they're up there, it's one of the most encouraging things for them. And then they, for, I know even one of them yesterday, we ran into one of their intercessors and one of the legislators at the same time. And all three of us were just talking and, and just, she was just expressing how thankful she is to, to know that she's, that these intercessors are there. Yeah. It's vital. Uh, It's important. And Mm -hmm. there's so many things going on in that hall that we need uh, we need God's influence in and how exactly. we have access. You know, God says we have, we can anytime we want, right? Exactly. Why would we leave that undone? Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to participate in that program? Yeah. So I would definitely say um, go ahead and email us. It's info at azpolicy.org. And just shoot us an email, say that you're interested in coming down to the cap. We do ask for this particular program. Obviously, we encourage you guys to pray at home, pray vigorously at home, pray con- consistently. Um, but for this one specifically, we, we do ask that you guys come down, just be at the Capitol uh, and pray there in person mm-hmm. for, like I said, about 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, so go ahead and email us. Again, it's info at azpolicy.org. And just let us know that you're interested and in, in potentially what day. It's Monday through Thursday. They don't actually meet on Fridays. Okay. So Monday through Thursday for just an Tangible hour Tangible way that you can participate. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, if you need prayer points, you can go to azpolicy.org. There's all kinds of information on there. And that kind of leads me to uh, another thing to talk about. Uh, I made a, a uh, what I hope was a humorous jest about uh, this little election 
that we have coming up. <laughs> Kathy and I, we've talked many, many times. There's no unimportant elected office. Exactly. There, yeah. there is no unimportant. And you made mention mm-hmm. school board. It doesn't matter. Whatever the office is, if there's uh, an election held for it, people of faith should express their values through the ballot. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's particularly, I was actually talking to somebody yesterday again that was really confused just about this election and um, specifically the presidential preference election. So if I can take a second to explain that. So there's the presidential preference election, which is happening on March 22nd. Then we have the primary, which is happening in August, and then the general election, which is happening in November. So one thing to the confusion was based around this presidential preference election and how is that different from the primary in Mm -hmm. August. Uh, And the difference is right now, essentially, this is our primary just for president. Uh, And then in August is everything else. So it's our state legislature, our city councils, obviously very important things. But not in that case, in August, we won't be voting for who we want to nominate for our party for president. for president. So in this case, it's really important to get out there, you guys. Really important to uh, get, if you have your early ballot, get your early ballot in. Uh, and then also, you, if, if not, then go on March 22nd and vote because this is, this is our, our time to voice our opinion for It certainly president. is. And please don't just let you know Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or whatever TV channel or radio talk show host tell you uh, about the candidate. Do some research on your own. Uh, find out what they believe uh, unfiltered. Now, you may have to do a little bit of work, but I think it's worth it, right? It absolutely is worth it. And Tom, we actually try to make it a little bit easier for people. We really do. Uh, here at Center for Arizona Policy, we try to put together uh, what's called our voter guide. So it's our azvoterguide.com. You can go there and if we, we sent surveys to candidates for them to fill out. And actually, a lot of them did. We were actually kind of pleasantly surprised by how many responded. I think more responded this year than I've seen in in a long time. I think so. Yeah. And so they're they're taking an interest. They they want Arizona voters. So uh, go out and educate yourselves. But then also for those who didn't reply to the survey that we had sent them, uh, Josh and I, as well as another uh, lawyer, we looked at their public answers And then we were able to answer our 10 survey questions based off of either their voting record, their public statements, things like that. Now, obviously, you can't find an answer to every single question. So there's some that are we just state are unclear or unknown. But and I think it's I think a clear a a very important distinction there, too, is their voting record as it opposed to not just what they say. Exactly. Not what they put on their website Mm -hmm. necessarily or on their Facebook page. But how did they actually vote? It's yep. pretty interesting sometimes. Not always, but sometimes there are some pretty, uh, well, some pretty big differences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so you can go on to azvoterguide.com and see, and you can actually compare candidates. We put together a PDF for you to compare the candidates and their answers to the survey questions that we hope are issues that relate, uh, we think relate to your family. And I'm on the website right now. Uh, this is a place where you can go to get assistance in registering to vote. Now, you've already missed the window for the uh, presidential preference election, but that is no excuse. If you're not registered to vote, do it now. Exactly. That way you don't have to worry about it later. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and there's, you actually are 
are open and have information for all the parties? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're not just one party. Oh, my goodness. No, isn't that shocking? No, we are nonpartisan. We send those surveys to Democrat, Green Party, and Republican parties uh, and hope for them to respond. And I think someone, at least one from, uh, and multiple, I think, for most, responded to the surveys that we sent them. So there's really great information on there. And it is uh, a way for you not only to have uh, information that can uh, kind of guide how you feel and uh, how you think your values match up with your candidate, I find it to be a great resource for praying because I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know, you know, that uh, uh, Tim Cook is running, you know, right. here in the state of Arizona. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to exactly. pray for him anyway absolutely. now that I do know. Yeah, right? absolutely. I don't know what the Green Party candidates are. Uh, mm-hmm. But now I do, and I have a way to pray for them because I believe that they all uh, deserve our prayers. How can uh, somebody get this information? Can, can you, uh, you can go onto the website. Mm-hmm. You can obviously send that link to all your family and friends. But is there any other ways we can participate? Uh, at this time, I think the website really is the best way. Also, our our uh, organization's website, azpolicy.org, is another place. If you want to just get to the other website, then you can go through that as well. But you can also run uh, voter registration drives, which that information is is on azvoterguide.com. And we encourage that. Again, like Tommy said, um, we have passed that window for this election, but there's there's other elections coming up, and we, and we really encourage people to get registered to vote, run a voter registration drive at your church or your community center, obviously get uh, permission from your pastor if needed. Uh, but we really, it's it's time for people to get involved. I really, uh, I don't understand the person that says, oh, it's just one vote. Exactly. Well, yeah, but how many of you are saying that? You know, and that irritates me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the numbers of people of faith not voting. And I don't, I'm not asking you to vote for my candidate. You don't mm-hmm. even know who my candidate is. <laughs> so how could you vote for my candidate? Uh, but I want you to have a conversation with your creator and cast your ballot. That's all I'm asking. Yep. A- and I trust God that he will direct us. But if you don't participate, you null and void that relationship and getting to choose who our leadership is. The Bible says we will get the leadership we deserve. Exactly. Well, the, you know, back in uh, when that was originally said, it probably took a little different form than it does now. Yeah. But right now, it quite literally means if you don't vote, you're going to end up with who everybody else votes for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just the time to get involved. And, and I would just encourage people, too, to Find out what matters most to you. Find out what, what's the issue that you care about. Is that homeschooling? Is school choice? Uh, is that the, the life issue? Uh, there's so many issues that are out there. Just just learn about it. Yep. Great resource, azvoterguide.com. That's azvoterguide.com. Or, of course, the uh, master website, uh, arizonapolicy.org, azpolicy.org. Uh, We're going to continue the conversation. There are some particular bits of legislation that uh, need our prayers and uh, we need to be informed about. So we're going to have Kim tell us some more things when we return. This is Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.
Kim Leeds joining us here on Coinonia from Center for Arizona Policy. She is the legislative coordinator, and uh, because we may, you know, just uh, talk right up till the end of the show and forget that we've got an event coming up, or I say we, Center mm-hmm. for Arizona Policy does, uh, with Dr. Russell Moore. Yeah, yeah, we have Dr. Russell Moore, and if you guys don't know who he is, he's the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. And guys, he's... He's amazing. I've been reading his book actually lately, and I'm only a couple pages in, but already you can just tell his passion for the Lord, his passion for um, bringing together what we can do in in politics specifically, but then also just in your life and, and being able to make a difference. So, well, you know, I, I highly respect uh, Kathy's opinion on uh, almost everything, and maybe not her fandom of the you know, the Longhorns, but aside from that, pretty much everything, everything else. <laughs> and her level of enthusiasm for Dr. Russell Moore just kind of made me gravitate towards, wow, okay, uh, I'll check in further. Yeah. And I'm really glad that I have. Again, you can get that information, mm-hmm. azpolicy.org, but it's going to be Thursday, March 17th at the Arizona Biltmore Reserve, uh, Resort from 1130 to 1 p.m., Tickets only $25, and that's an incredible, incredible deal. Yeah, and I, I would even encourage you. I'm actually going to I'm gonna ask at least if my pastor wants me to sponsor him to go to this event. That's, that's something that, that we were just encouraging people to do. And just ask your pastor, see if, if you can encourage them to go. And a lot uh, of times they will say, oh, yeah, you know, that would be great, but I didn't know, right? right. Or yeah. I didn't uh, feel like I had the, you know, the financial wherewithal to do it. Or yeah. I didn't know if anybody else cared. And as a pastor, you know, uh, there, there's all kinds of reasons. But if you will encourage yep. them, uh, send them an email. Uh, mm-hmm. with it. You can certainly do that. Absolutely. Well, uh, we've talked about prayer and uh, its importance in, uh, in the government and legislative process. Uh, but you can also get quite specific with uh, prayer sometimes, the five minutes for families uh, is a great resource for what's going on uh, every Friday from Center for Arizona Policy. But there are lots of things that we could be praying for specifically right now. Yeah, honestly, if you guys want to know what's going on in Arizona right now that affects you, affects your family, uh, I can't speak of something more highly that at least for an Arizona resource than five minutes for families because it's a quick it's not supposed to take you more than five minutes. It's right. just a quick resource to I'm know what's going on. I'm a slow reader, on. so it's maybe five uh, and a half. Okay, all right, maybe a little bit more. But uh, and then we even have some links on there and things that happened. You know, in case you missed it, links uh, for what happened locally as well as maybe some things nationally keep you up to date on what's going on. I know you're really uh, passionate about the life issue, and there mm-hmm. was a major case about that earlier today. Yeah, so actually this morning, 10 o'clock Eastern, uh, so 8 a.m. this morning, they had a big uh, case related to the life issue. And uh, I haven't I haven't actually had time to see how the oral, oral arguments went this morning. But um, essentially, this is a case that could affect even us here in Arizona. Even though it was a Texas case that was brought before the Supreme Court, um, it's something that, depending on the decision, could have ramifications on our laws here in Arizona, um, things like uh, requiring doctors to have admitting privileges within 30 miles of where they practice. And that's just a simple health and safety precaution. Seems like common sense to me. I I mean, I just can't even believe that 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 anybody would be opposed to that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's uh, someone called the hysteria around the law of just a simple health and safety law. And I, I don't understand it, but it's, it just shows once again that 
the abortion abortion industry puts profits over women's lives and children's lives. And that's what they really care about, just quantity over the actual quality of what they call health care for women. Uh, so it's it's a really important case. Of course, we'll we'll hear more as as the day goes on. Uh, but it's something that just become informed about and know it's happening. And again, that's another opportunity to pray with specificity. And you know how big a fan I am of that. What are some other things uh, here in our own state? You said twelve hundred bills this year. <laughs> Can you winnow that down just a little bit? I don't <laughs> know. If we have time for twelve hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll see what what I can talk about. Well, on the life issue, we have a couple of bills that are that are taking place. Uh, we have SB fourteen seventy four by the amazing Senator Nancy Barto. She's really, great. she really is wonderful. Um, and so this would prohibit the trafficking of aborted baby body parts in Arizona, and that's. I, I think many people saw the videos that came out last summer that were horrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this legislation is actually in response to that uh, and just prohibiting it. And Planned Parenthood and, and other abortion industries says that it's not happening here in Arizona, which is great. Then they shouldn't be concerned about the legislation. Like, why are you opposed to the bill then? Exactly. Oh, yeah, God. there's just <laughs> no reason for them to, to be opposed. So we're, we're putting that in place, putting those restrictions in place. Uh, and then... SB 1324 by another amazing senator, Senator Yee, uh, and she is fixing a court case. This one's a little bit legal. Uh, this is where Josh would be really good at coming in here and, and uh, addressing all Josh the legal. Josh talks over my head, though. I, uh, yeah. I, he I, talks I, over my head. No, he's, he doesn't. He's, no, he's good. He, he whittles it down to what's needed. But uh, he just – this bill would uh, require – that abortion providers dispense the abortion medication according to the FDA-approved protocol. So it's kind of a lot of words, but basically follow the FDA protocol. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just amazed that we actually have to fight for these kinds of common sense Mm -hmm. uh, pieces of legislation. But we do. But we do. And and every year we do. We actually have to go down there and, and they fight tooth and nail against it. That's what's like you said, just amazing. And, and the, there's another part to this, too. That's why you have to read pretty much every word of every sentence, of every paragraph, of every piece of legislation mm-hmm. submitted, because they'll try to slip something in. Mm-hmm. And I say they. I, I'm sure uh, people I agree with try to do it uh, as as well. Uh, I'm not saying that there's a, a good side. But I think that's just one of the bad sides of the process overall. But we have to be vigilant. That's the reason we need people down there praying. Yep. That's why we need people like yourself and Center for Arizona Policy reading this legislation. Yep. Because you would be amazed some of the things that try to get slipped in. Yeah, yeah. And just the it, the legislation part of it. But even just the fact that they're doing this, that they're not following the protocol that was put forth by the FDA. Uh, and it was approved under a very restricted uh, form of approval. Uh, it's called subpart H, if you want to know. But it's it's something that was very specific in its way that it's supposed to be administered. Uh, and so it's it's important that they follow the guidelines, and they're trying to make excuses for why they don't. And they currently do not follow the guidelines, even though this was the same law was passed in other states uh, because we're under the Ninth Circuit, who... Uh, <laughs> yeah, my audience is well bit... aware of my opinion of the Ninth Circuit. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, just a moment of encouragement here for you. Now, be honest, three years ago, subpart H, did you have any clue? I had absolutely <laughs> no See? clue. You have so much knowledge now that uh, God is using you in a great and mighty way. But what are some other pieces of legislation? Yeah, and actually on that point, Tom, I just... 
it's really encouraging because I, I had no interest in politics at all. I mean, it was one of those like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> revulsion when you would even just kind of think of it. Um, but I always say if I can learn this, than anybody can. Mm. And I've said before as well that I will never be able to unlearn what I've learned in this wow. job. That's uh, it, it's really important just to to know what's going on. Uh, and again, if, if I can learn it, then then anybody can, can actually learn this stuff. So uh, as far as another piece of legislation, just again on the life issue, I want to talk about uh, SB 1485. And basically this would restrict specific uh, abortion providers from receiving donations through the state charitable uh, fund. And it's it's not a huge bill, but it would just allow it. At times they were receiving funds from sta- uh, state employees and getting that through this uh, donation area. Right. And unfortunately, that's a taxpayer run System. Yeah. Uh, now, it's not t- taxpayer funds that are directly being donated to it, but it's a taxpayer fund system that's then facilitating these donations to the abortion industry. So that's something else that would just uh, restrict that as well. Yeah, uh, I think that's another good piece. What else do you have for us? All right. We've got another one I definitely wanted to uh, let people know about. There's actually an ADF case that uh, – ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom – and they, there was a, a student at Paradise Valley Community College. <laughs> I'm shaking my head already. Yeah. I just, <laughs> this, I, this, oh, man. And yeah, so ahead. this student uh, was just passing out uh, the, I think, just copies of the Constitution. The Constitution, <laughs> people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The Constitution. Uh, and just promoting a, a group that sh- had come together on campus. And she was actually even in what's called a free speech zone on campus. And uh, but she hadn't gotten the what's required to be a 48 hour prior approval uh, to then hand out the Constitution Constitution. (laughs) on in this free speech zone. So we are uh, and we actually had something on the books a couple years ago that stated that these types of zones couldn't exist, but there's no uh, teeth in the bill. So there's no actually enforcement that can take place under our state law. Uh, So ADF did file a lawsuit under the federal, uh, just simply First Amendment rights, (laughs) which is pretty simple. Uh, But we are just adding into legislation this, this enforcement part of really Community colleges cannot have these free speech zones, uh, or or any college for that matter. Uh, and the, the, it's the Constitution that she was handing out. It's the Constitution she was handing out. Yeah, it, we're not talking about uh, 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 aborted baby uh, pictures. We're not talking about some of these other things that uh, have been controversial. It's the U.S. Constitution on the facility of higher learning. Exactly. And and that's the thing. Colleges are supposed to be that, that public forum where ideas and knowledge and, and uh, whether you agree with it or not, those arguments take place. Yeah. It's, uh, as I say, with ADF attorneys quite often, uh, tolerance is a one-way street, yeah. uh, unfortunately, and especially on the college campus. It's just amazing. But that, as soon as you mention that, it's I can't believe... It's the Constitution that they're 
they banned her from handing out. I just, I don't even understand. It's pretty crazy. All right, we've got uh, just a little less than a minute. Uh, how can people find out more, how they get plugged in? We've told them a lot of stuff today, uh, but uh, where can people go to find out more? Yeah, please go to azpolicy.org, the .org. Uh, come on there, find out. You'll find out about our Russell Moore event. You'll also find out we're bringing Britt Hume Brit Hume's to coming Phoenix. to town. Exactly, yep. so check that out as well. Well, it's been a delight. I hope that, uh, I, well, I, I don't, it'll be at least, uh, you know, probably a year before Josh and his wife, uh, you know, Josh can't come in because of a baby. But I hope you get a chance to come in again. Yeah, thank you. Delightful. Thank you for hope, having me. Hopefully you had a good time. It, this was great. What thank an you, incredible amount of information. Kathy, I'm sorry. We're kicking you to the curb. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, Kim Leeds, Center for Arizona Policy. Thank you for joining us. This is Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.